Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911 Friday show, TGIF. Thank God I'm forgiven. Yes, and you are with Jesse and Anita. No? Prisca and Aquila. Tobias and Sarah. Tobias and Sarah. No, no just and Anita. Anita. Yep. Two yeah, sinners that love God. Absolutely. Love Our Lady, love the but church. They are our role models. Yes, yes. Hey, by the way, today, Friday, there's two uh, Roman soldiers that were Catholic, followers of Christ. Uh, they defected from the Roman Legion. They, didn't, they no longer wanted to be in a woke military under Caesar. And so they were martyred. St. Nereus and St. Achilles and St. Pancras. Uh, three Roman soldiers who converted to Jesus Christ. They no longer wanted to work for a woke Roman Empire or a woke general, Mm-mm. Caesar. And uh, they were willing to give up their life. Uh, St. Uh, Netrus, Achilles, and Pancras, pray for us. Yes, absolutely. It was it's so great to be here with you all. And we have ex- an exciting show. Yeah, we're going to uh, talk about, three things yeah. we're going to talk about. Michael Aquino, who's uh, one of the most influential Satanists in the world, uh, we're going to talk about him. Then we're also going to talk about some important uh, aspects, some some questions and answers that uh, the audience has been making on spiritual warfare, which are very mm-hmm. important. And then also, we're going to. There's a good article. Uh, uh, a lot of Father, Ri- uh, I mean, Amorth's books, <laughs> kind of the best of Father Amorth. Mm-hmm. It's been taken out. And put in an article. We're going to share that with you. But uh, the month yes. of May, we want to share that also with you uh, as Catholics. I hope you, you got your rosaries available because the month of May is very important for us. Yeah, it's uh, uh, we um, this is devotion of the Blessed Virgin Mary in it. And um, this uh, month is referred to a special um, devotion to our uh, Marian devotions held in the Catholic Church during the month of May, honoring Mary, Mother of God, as the what? The Queen of May. Mm-hmm. A lot of Catholic uh, schools have May crowning uh, this month. It's a beautiful uh, tradition in the yeah. Catholic Church and in the schools. Um, and even the, the churches, they have the crown uh, May crowning. And it's beautiful. I, I, I think maybe there's something... Uh, connected to that, where they have first holy communions, and all the girls are dressed in white and have veils, and you know, uh, I think that honors our mother too. <laughs> also, in some, a sense, yeah. So. All, also, something else that's beautiful about May is that it's, it's all, also Mother's Day. Yes. And when you look at the history of May being devoted to the Blessed Virgin Mary, that gave birth to Mother's Day here in the U.S. Yes. The the Protestants and 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 the other people in this country said. That's beautiful, the way these Catholics honor the mother of God, the mother of, well, they would say mother, mother of Jesus, they would say. Yeah, right. The way they honor <laughs> the mother of Jesus on May. So that spilled in, I think it was in 1914 in, in, uh, in this country, they embraced it, say, well, let's, not, let's, let's honor our mothers also in May. But yes. that was influenced by Catholic devotion to Mary and May. So good for us Catholics. Yeah, and even though uh, specifically we have the month of May devoted to Our, our Lady, uh, we also, we, we, um, have devotion to our uh, all year long. We should through our rosaries. If we're praying our rosary, we're honoring our uh, holy our our mother, 
the mother of Jesus. And we should be praying the rosary every mother day. Mother of God. Until yeah. we drop dead. Mm, absolutely. Especially at the present situation that we live under right now. Yes. We live in a, with the New World Order. Yes. The, uh, the, uh, the globalists. We've uh, entered dark times. The Great Reset people. We need yes. to be praying our rosary every single absolutely. day. No excuses. For conversion. There's Our Lady of Fatima. She's, tomorrow's her feast day. Yeah. Our and Lady keep Jesus in the center of our heart. Yes, yes. Center of our life, center of our heart. Yes. Hey, we want to go to, uh, most people have never heard of this guy. I've heard of him for years. And he's Michael yes. Aquino. We're going to talk about him. He uh, he peeled his cap, as we would say in police work. He committed suicide. He shot himself uh, and committed suicide. Who was he? He was one of the highest level Satanists in mm-hmm. the United States. Yes. Now, a lot of us have heard of the term psyops, psychological warfare that's being done by Hollywood, the media, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for example, the COVID-19 that they were psyopsing the whole world trying well, to explain s- to our yeah. audience what psyops is, because that's a that's a term. It's that's, a military term. Yes. Yes. That was started by Michael Aquino. Yes. Uh-huh. Who was the high level Satanist uh, mm-hmm. in the army. Yeah. So psyops means psychological warfare. Mm-hmm. It means the manipulation of your ideas and your thoughts and the control of your thoughts mm-hmm. by giving you propaganda, by giving you disinformation and misinformation. So Michael Aquino, he's kind of like the second wave of Satanists. Let me tell you the hierarchy, because it, it started in recent times. You got Alistair Crowley in Europe, mm-hmm. who gave birth to Anton LaVey in the U.S. Anton LaVey started the Church of Satan in San Francisco and his number one guy was a guy named Michael Aquino. He was a Ph.D., uh, Army, uh, Army mm-hmm. Colonel, mm-hmm. Uh, very respected uh, author of many mm-hmm. books. So Anton LaVey made Michael Aquino his second in command of the, of the Church of Satan. Well, they had, a, they had a falling out. They had a disagreement. So Michael Aquino started his own Church of Satan called the Temple of Set. Mm-hmm. And so, and now we have another wave of Satan. It's called the Temple of Satan. They're younger. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys are yeah. Harvard and Yale graduates, yeah. especially the, the leaders. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, they're, they're, they're into psychological manipulation. So let me mention a little bit about Michael Aquino. He was born in 1946, died in 2019. According to his death certificate that's online, he committed suicide. He was... Uh, Army career officer spe- specializing in psychological warfare. He, he brought it to the Army. Mm-hmm. He began this in 1968. He became a lieutenant in military intelligence. Uh, he served in Vietnam. He was ordained a satanic priest in 1971 by Anton LaVey. He started what was called the Temple of Set when he broke off from Anton LaVey and uh, he started his own satanic group. Mm-hmm. He also wrote a book called The Church of Satan back in 1989. He's also contributed to a contributor to a lot of periodicals, to a lot of satanic magazines. Mm-hmm. I don't want to mention their name. Yeah. What, else, what else do we know about him, Anita? Well, what are the, uh, the sidelights of him? In 1969, one year after Michael A. Aquino, both graduated from the University of California, Santa Barbara, with a BA in political science and joined the Army, Army as a psych- psychological warfare specialist. He joined the Church of Satan, headed by Anton LaVey, Aquino then served a tour of duty in Vietnam. When he returned, the army stationed him in Kentucky, and he became a priest within the Church of Satan, forming a grotto, a group of believers. That's what that means. That meant in his home there. Aquino soon became disenchanted with the church, however, the Church of Satan, under LaVey's leadership. And in 1972, he, along with his Wife, I don't want to mention her name. It's a demon name. Demon name, but her last name is Sinclair. 
a church of Satan leader who eventually married Aquino. She was a leader there, right? Uh, when, when they split from it. So they will, yeah, they yeah, will split from Antalya. Right. This split appears to stem in large part from the two men's conflicting ideologies. LaVey, an atheist, believed that Satan did not exist, but rather represented as a symbol, strength, and defiance. Now, Aquino, on the other hand, believed that in the literal existence of Satan. And in 1975, he established a church of his own known as the Temple of Set. So Set so, mm-hmm. is an ancient Egyptian god who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Go to the foot of the cross that he may do with you as he wills. Who evolved into the Judeo-Christian figure of Satan, reportedly appeared before Aquino. So a demon appeared before Aquino and gave him a document called the Book of, of Coming Forth by Night, the founding text of the Temple of Set. According to a contributor to Religious Leaders of America, Michael Aquino defined the temple's ambition as, here it is, so in this New Age language, mm. awakening the divine power of the individual through the deliberate exercise of will and intelligence, close quote, referring to the process by which this happens as Zephyr. That's what he calls it, Zephyr, the awakening the divine power. Two reasons why so little is known about this group, including the size of its following, stems from its secretive atmosphere as well as its emphasis on the individual over unity. While in the position of high priest of the temple set, Aquino wrote a self-published The Church of Satan. In 1996, Aquino stepped down from his position, leaving the group in the hands of Don Webb. So that that was another one that took over his his place. So... Um, uh, uh, so th- this whole thing about f- this uh, this psychological warfare that he was into, Saint Joan of Arc once said, "The battle between angels and angels and demons plays out in the mind." Yep. Uh, Michael Aquino, by the way, he was also a member of the Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. Surprise! Surprise! He lived yes, in San Francisco, yep. and he committed suicide yep. in San Francisco. He lived and, and died in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a guy named David Schur that wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also. Uh, a, a member of the Bohemian Grove, him and his father. And he says, he wrote an his article. High, his father was a high priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he says, uh, uh, he says that he's, uh, so Mike, David Scherzer says he's a, a satanic ritual abuse survivor. He date, he details his life as a Satanist and the events surrounding a failed credit union called Franklin Credit. He says, experiencing child sacrifice after child sacrifice, not only at the home in Omaha, Nebraska, but on the grounds of the Bohemian Grove, those who have attended the cremation of care ritual know well what an honor it is to stand upon the ground of the goddess of knowledge. That's an owl. Mm-hmm. As only the most evil are able to achieve raising to such ranks. Rich and powerful and totally demented with their own sense of evil are able to achieve raising to such ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> those who attend the real cremation of care rituals are often the most ruthless and yet out in society, always the most respected members of our community. Uh, the cremation of care ceremony details a lack of respect for the innocence of still children. Yeah, in this article, he also says that um, Michael Aquino was often at attendance at the Bohemian Grove and involved in these cremation of care ceremonies. Stay right. with us. We're in that holy pause with our lady. We'll be back. Stick around. Take priority. Our lady of what up, 
We're back. We're back. Thank you, Mother Mary. Jesus 911. Yes, with Jesse and Anita. Hey, we want to talk about Father Gabriel Morth, uh, some of the best uh, material from his books in this yes. article. But the last thing I want to mention about this uh, second generation satanic leader, Michael Aquino, mm-hmm. he committed suicide, lived in San Francisco, uh, founder of the Temple of Set, who was the second wave of Satanists in this country. Uh, it, some of his uh, cult uh, followers say that when he died, they were there and he remanifested from his physical body. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. If his soul came out of his body, all, all they did was witness it go straight to hell. Yeah. That, that's mm. all. That's all that happened there. Yeah, because of the way that he lived, we can. Uh, the, the way uh, a man lives is the way a man dies. Mm-hmm. That's what the fathers of the church yes. say. And there is no repentance in this man's heart from mm-hmm. all of. Uh, he also, by the way, if you ever want to get a kick of, uh, he, he did a 1988 uh, Geraldo Rivera show special. Yeah, it was, it was called uh, Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground. I watched it. It was quite entertaining. Um, so, And the last thing I would mention is that Michael Aquino went to the Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. Okay? But Colonel Michael Aquino, it is stated that he was often at attendance at the Bohemian Grove, and he was also involved in these Bohemian cremation of care ceremonies in front of that demon owl you know i, I think about I, I don't know what it entails but we can have a great and a pretty good idea what a cremation of care ceremony details what's cremation you're 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 burning of the body if cremation right, yes. is to just destroy something and, and yeah re- through, re- through fire yeah share what this this guy david Scherzer says because he's bit yeah Share this paragraph right here. He wrote a book, but this is a paragraph from his book, what he said. Yeah, and okay. And I, 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 I think it's worth sharing with the audience. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So his, he says, my name is David Scherter, and I personally experienced what happens in the Bohemian Grove as my father, who was a high priest in a cult here in Omaha back in the 60s and 70s, often often flew me and my siblings to join other cult members in front of the owl. That's the, the owl in front of the Bohemian Grove. Grove yeah. And the, on the lake. In the lake. I have written a book detailing my life experiences, experiences entitled Rabbit Hole, a satanic ritual abuse survivor's story, where I detailed my life as a Satanist and the events surrounding a failed credit union called Franklin Credit. Experiencing child sacrifice after child sacrifice, not only at home in Omaha, Nebraska, but also on the grounds of the Bohemian Grove. Mm. Those who have attended the cremation of care ritual know well what an honor it is to stand upon the ground of the goddess of knowledge. That owl. That's the owl. As only the most evil, e- evil are able to achieve raising to such ranks. Rich, powerful, and totally demented with their own sense of um, power, those who attend the real cremation of care rituals are often the most ruthless and yet out of, out in society, always the most respected members of our community. The cremation of care ceremony details a lack of respect for the innocence of children and the childlike effigy that they murder each year would be bad enough. Wow. Very interesting. Two mm-hmm. things that jump out of me, what he said, yeah. is that who goes to the Bohemian Grove? He says, the, the most the most respected members of our community. community. The rich and powerful. Rich and powerful, he also uh, mentions there. Yeah. 
Uh, and he calls them demented. Yeah, demented with their own sense of power. They're, They're just, just drunk dr- with power. Drunk with power. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. that's all, interesting. All right. Well, uh, Michael Aquino, he's uh, he was no longer here. I'm part of the land of the living. Uh, yep. Nope. Mm-hmm. We, we move on. So but our whole reason for bringing him up is because of the psyops. That's yeah. the whole thing. Not his life. Not, no. you know, it's the way Satan used him to to impenetrate the minds to deceive the people, just like COVID, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, COVID was real. The virus is real. But the way they went about it to scare people. There to, you go. To the scare fear people. The fear. And the fear it's going to kill you. And da, 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 da. Yeah. So, yeah. Michael Aquino. And keep you w- away from mass. Was, was used <laughs> by the devil very powerfully mm-hmm. to introduce psychological manipulation Nation. called PSYOPs. Mm-hmm. And now it's used. By the mainstream media, they use it on us. Yep, they, it's used by in, in television. Yeah, it's used by Hollywood in the movies. It's used by uh, big te- big social media. Uh, for example, right now we're having the lies. Uh, we're having this influx of illegal immigration, just you know, uh, penetrating our 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 borders with through the millions, and there's no and there's uh, borders are safe. They're saying borders are okay. Nothing to see here. Nothing move to on, see here. On. We're okay. Yeah. Everything's under control. Yeah, let me give you a classic, a classic psyops <laughs> here. Classic psyops. Remember Baghdad Bob, the the Iraqi back a uh, couple of years ago during oh, the, yeah, yeah. the the initial <laughs> the reporter, invasion right? in Iraq. Yeah, he was an Iraqi reporter, a journalist, <laughs> and so he would be in the microphone saying, "We're beating the infidel. We are destroying the infidel. We're destroying tanks. We are winning. We are driving them back." And right behind them, you see American tanks cruising by, holding up the American flag, American soldiers waving, uh, at buildings in Baghdad exploding, uh, a, a big steel statue of Saddam Hussein being toppled with by we, the Americans are using chains and tanks and ripping it down. But the journalist is right in front as the Americans are wiping Baghdad, cleaning this clock, and they're going. We are beating the Americans. We are oh, we we are driving them back. We are winning the infidel. That's psyops. In other words, yeah. Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe what's happening right here. We're just getting our, our we're getting our ass. You know what? Yeah. Okay, beat. <laughs> Don't believe that. Believe what I'm saying from my mouth. Baghdad. We got a bunch of Baghdad bobs in yeah, the media right now. Right. And, 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 and in the White House. And Michael Aquino, he was the one that started this with this, <laughs> that. With this psychological manipulation mm-hmm. of the mind. Yep. That he specializes. He was a yep. Satanist. Yep. He brought this to the army. He brought, and, and now, and now this is a, this it, is mainstream amongst the left. Yep, it's psyops. Like, this is what they use. This is what they use there. Of course, that's opposite of truth. Yeah. Who's truth? Jesus. Jesus. I'll give you another example of psyops. Put on the mask. Put on that. We know masks don't work now. Okay. We there's all yeah. kinds of studies. I don't even want to get into right. it. Um, get six feet apart. You're going to kill me. Psyop. Psychological manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know. Stay away from me. Uh, use gloves. Use gloves. Double mask in your car when yeah, you're yeah. by yourself. That's psychological <laughs> manipulation. When you, have you to use, laugh. when you use propaganda, but 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 you use it from a position of authority. Yes. Right. Know, teachers, media, radio. Yes. What you do is you you trigger fear in human beings. They're yeah. saying, oh, "I'm not sure if that's true. Maybe it is true." And common sense goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. And there's no fear in Christ. Amen. And yeah, uh, yeah those people that have uh, that are doing this, they're going to have to answer for that. Man, our f- for deception, for not telling the truth. 
But anyways, let's the move triple on. The set, you forget. Yeah, let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on. on to Father Gabriel Lamore. <laughs> we were on a tangent there. Yeah, they were kind of some of the best yeah. the best uh, articles from his, his, I think he's written three or four books. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Devil is Real, Insight on Spiritual Warfare from Father Gabriel Amorth. Yeah. So Father, who was Father Gabriel Amorth? He was a well-known exorcist of our time, dedicating decades of his life to minister to countless people. Um, along with his ministry as an exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth offered his insights through numerous interviews and books. So the following are selections from Father Amorth's interviews, which are collected in the book, The Devil is Afraid of Me, the life and the work of the world's most popular exorcist. That's the title of his book. They, when what, what happens in this book is they address the reality of the devil and the promise, promise of defeating evil through the grace of, of Christ. So there's a couple of questions yeah. he asked Father Amorth, and here's question number one they ask him in the book. Yeah, they say, they say, okay, this is the question. They say that one should not speak so much of the devil. Is the devil spoken of too much? Father Morth answers, he says, Pope Francis spoke of the devil in his first 10 discourses, and he speaks of him often. Furthermore, he has consecrated the Vatican to St. Michael the Archangel in order to defend it from the evil one. But apart from this, the devil is not spoken of, of, is not spoken of too much. It is necessary to do so more. All priests should speak of him continually. Mm-hmm. I like that advice. Yes, I, I, I agree with him. You know, we need to know, let him know that there's this evil one that's trying to grab our souls and grab the souls of anybody that's um, that is not following Christ. Yeah. And that's his goal. And I'll tell you what's also important about this is that every I would say like every third gospel, mm-hmm. not every day, yeah. not even a second, probably like every third day, the devil pops up in the gospel yep. at mass. Mm-hmm. I'd say like every third day. Yeah. There's a reference to the devil. And so when I'm. Saying is that there's a lot, I think like a quarter of the New Testament, Jesus Christ yeah, and his ministry. is driving out yes. demons. During his so this is, not no, this is not a small part no, it's of not. the Catholic faith. That's mm-hmm. why Father Moore says, you've got to talk about it. Yes, absolutely. You need yeah. to talk about it. You need to, you know. Uh, uh, and equip the Catholics. Uh, yeah, remove the curtain from the, the wizard that, yeah. back there. And, yeah. um, and, and expose uh, the darkness. Yeah, and when the, and you priests out there, when that scripture verse comes up anything that that our lord is talking about the devil and his healing and and um i think you need to bring that to light and strongly and give some good catechesis yes, on it because we've been in homilies where that has just been glossed over and, not even mentioned and by the way there's a lot of good books where you you know yes you can just look at for example if the priests are listening you can go on the internet you could get saint thomas aquinas verse by verse uh, verse by verse on the entire Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, on the four Gospels. Yeah. It's called the Aura Catena. St. Thomas goes mm-hmm. verse by verse on all the Gospels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get Father Ripperger's book, Dominion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Father that's Gabriel very good. That's in depth. Four of his books are yes. on this. There's a lot of books out there so that you can you know, add some more to the homily. So here's a question that I want you to, Father uh, Morth, he's going to answer. My wife has shared the answer. So they ask him, so many, even in the church, do not believe in the action of the devil. Why is this? He answers this. This is so. They do not believe in the existence of the devil or in his actions. But I insist on an extremely strong phrase spoken by Jesus Christ. Who is not with me is against me. He quoted that from Matthew 12, 30. Since Satan is against him, it is as if he is saying, who is not with me is with Satan. Yeah. 
There are no sense. half makes measures. Makes sense. Either one is with Jesus or one is with Satan. There's no in between. Even if one believes a little in the, in the devil and does not believe in the words of Jesus, one is with the devil. Ooh, that's scary. Mm. Scripture, especially the Gospels and the fathers of the church, speak repeatedly of the devil and of his actions in the world. There up, you go. I'm going to sum yeah. up Father's uh, mm. answer. Mm. He just said it right there. Yeah, he, he's just, describing two teams. Two teams. You either got Team Jesus... And you got Team Satan. Yes. There is no third option. None. None. You're either in one camp or the other camp. There yes, is no. There is no in between. Absolutely not. And there's no participation trophies. No. Nope. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, I thought I was part of Team Jesus. No, you either are or you're not. Right. Right. Yeah, we'll continue talking about this. We're coming to a hard break right now. Uh, we're looking at uh, Father Amorth, some of, some of the answers from his l- latest book that was published. Uh, it's called The Devil is Afraid of Me, The Life and the Work of the most, World's Most Popular Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it was priests that have put down his writings because he's been dead for several years now. Yep. And they put it in book form. Yep. And here she here, comes. Yep. The holy pause. The mother of the Savior. Yes. Mater Dei. Right. Ora The cause of our joy. Pray for us. We'll be back. We are back, Jesus 911, with Jess and Anita. We are in our third segment. Wow. Sharing, we're sharing some, uh, some of the thoughts of a, of, a, of a giant in the field of exorcism, Father yes. Gabriel Amorth, rest in peace, mm-hmm. from a book of his that's just been released. It's called The Devil is Afraid of Me. The life and work of the of the world's most popular exorcist. Mm-hmm. So he's asked, "Why does the devil still rage in the world since the world has been consecrated to Our Lady, who has asked the people to fulfill the practice of the first Saturdays of five consecutive months?" How does you Father see, answer? He answers, "The world is under the action of the devil because the world is far from God. The people do not confess their sins, they do not go to church, and they do not believe." Mm. Few put into practice these devotional acts. They are a minority. This this explains why the devil tramples man in the world. Absolutely. We're not getting sacramental graces through, you know, the baptisms and... and yeah, but they, I think we're not accessing the sanctifying grace, grace. available to right. us. Because mm-hmm. less people are going to Mass right now. Before uh, the pandemic, COVID-19... <laughs> and people get mad when I say that. I get nasty emails. Quick. It's again the virus is true, but the whole atmosphere that was psyops. created when we were psyops. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, that's the point that I'm making. Yeah. Um before the COVID nineteen, about twenty one to twenty two percent of Catholics were going to mass mm-hmm. on Sunday. That's paltry. That's only one out of five. Yeah. Now about eleven to thirteen percent of Catholics are going to mass. So wow. why is there so much evil in the world? Simple. Sanctifying grace is brought into t- the world through the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Less people are practicing their faith. Less babies are being baptized by Catholic parents, couples. Uh, there's less Catholics that are getting sacramentally married. Yep, they're and, living together. And, yeah, and so most Catholic churches are fairly empty. So there's mm-hmm. less sacramental grace that's being projected into the cosmos. 
that's being projected into society. Mm-hmm. And and what's being brought into society? Darkness. Kyle Clement yep. says, wherever you have satanic activity, he says it brings in demons, like mm-hmm. hordes. It mm-hmm. brings in darkness to that area. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that combats is not Protestantism or Islam or mm-hmm. Judaism. It's sanctifying grace. It's, it's Catholics' prayers and bringing sanctifying grace back into the, into the cosmos, into that area through holy masses, through adoration chapels. If we're if there's less of that, of course there's going to be more darkness. Mm-hmm. Just like the the Temple of Satan that was in Boston and here in Scottsdale, you know, we we tried, you know, we did our best. We to, did what we could. Yeah, we could did, and they did what they could in Boston to to counteract those yeah. those those causations, those cor- curses. Those, yeah, they're bringing you know, in darkness. We got to bring in sanctifying yeah, grace, grace into the and, air, and that's what that's what those uh, our brothers and sisters did on that yeah. day. The, couple of weeks ago yep so here's another question they asked him they asked yeah. father mort they said several persons complain of being victims of curses and of not being able to liberate themselves from the effects of the spell these pro- that these produce in their lives can there be curses then that are not concretized in possessions and his answer is a curse always becomes a vexation and exorcisms are done even if there is only a vex- vexation which is an evil influence. The catechism of the Catholic Church is clear, and exorcisms done even when there is no possession. Um, let me just mention what a vexation mm-hmm. is. It's, it would be it would be demonic mm-hmm. oppression or demonic obsession, mental attacks, phys- physical attacks by a demon, but it's still not full possession. No. The demon doesn't mm-hmm. live inside the body. You don't have those four... Uh, critical uh, manifestations that 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 are mentioned in the rite of exorcism, mm-hmm. and and so, uh, Father Gabriel Amorth he would use more what's called the Roman model. Father Gabriel Amorth he would do mm-hmm. the rite on anybody, even vexation, you know, yep. obsession, oppression. He would do the rite. That was that was the way he was trained. It's yep. called the Roman model. Father Chad Ripperger uses a different model. He uses what's called the monastic model. Mm-hmm. So Father Ripperger will only do the right over possessed people mm-hmm. if they're just vexed or what we would call oppressed or obsessed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Father Ripperger puts them on a monastic prayer protocol. And guess what? Most people self-liberate yes, when he puts do. them on a strict diet. It's basically... This is how you're going to be a Catholic. Mm-hmm. This is how you're going to pray. Oh, guess what? All th- those earbuds, you're not going to have that for 90 days. You're going to, <laughs> you're going to detach from all media because that's been your problem. Yes. And you're going to enter into a militant prayer and sacramental life for 60 to 90 days. Most people that do that, that's called a monastic model. They break. It breaks uh, or it, you, they liberate from diabolical vexation, oppression, or obsession. Uh, sometimes even possession in many cases. And by the way, a book's coming out from Dr. Dan Schneider. He took Father Ripperger's thick book, Dominion, which most of you most of you aren't going to read because it's too thick. It's 575 pages. Big, thick book. Dan took it and he made it readable. And it's going to be called now, it's, it's, it's going to be called a Spiritual Warfare Manual. So it's less than 200 pages. And he broke Father Ripperger's Dominion up into 12 chapters. So it's very readable for lay people. And anybody can get the book once it comes out this summer and you can go through it and follow it and put yourself on, on, on the on the protocol, prayer protocol, monastic protocol. And and people with this book will be able to self-liberate because this is exactly what Father Ripperger's exorcism teams use around the country. So it's coming out in a manual. 
via ten in a couple of weeks. So but, I, but I encourage those that that would like to get Father Ripperger's book Dominion to yeah. to to that's challenge very, yourself. Yes, very good information. Challenge I mean, yourself. That is a, a course. That's a, a PhD course. Yeah, it really and, is. And I think you know it's it's worth it if you think that you want to know more. And uh, he goes into detail. Yeah, his is a deep dive. Yeah, a deep, deep yeah. dive. Yeah. So here's another question. Yeah. Uh, they asked Father uh, Amorth, can demons manifest themselves in dreams? I want you to give his answer, and then yeah. and then we just uh, yeah. Well, then we'll give go, we'll go a little bit deeper. Right. That. Right. He says rarely, but it is possible. One recognizes it from the fear that it causes a person. But if one invokes the name of Jesus or Mary, it goes away. Yep, it's happened to me. Just call Jesus and Mary and they're gone. Yeah, right, right. In prayer. Yeah, so we know that uh, God speaks to the people through our dreams. It's all over the Bible. You, you can look on Matthew 27, uh, chapter 27, verse 19, Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 20, Numbers. I mean, there's... Uh, uh, yeah, well, just see, mention the Bible. Yeah, yeah, mention the Bible verses. N- Numbers, chapter 12, verse 9, Job 33, uh, uh uh, verse 14 to 16, Daniel chapter 7, verse 1. So that's in the Bible. That's without in a the God, Bible. God yeah. speaks to people in dreams. Got right. It. So God communicates to us through dreams. Uh, Father Chad Ripperger, he's an exorcist. Yeah, you know, we always mention him, says, quote, There are three sources for dreams. Number one, God. Number two, your human spirit. Or number three, an evil spirit. So one of those three things, God your human spirit or an evil spirit. So you know when when you, when they're demonic when they when they're demonic because they're vivid and colorful, logical, you wake up exhausted, depressed. So demons can cause nightmares. It's uh, in the Bible. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Look at Job uh, chapter 4 verse 13 to 15. Um, it says, "In my thoughts during visions of the night when deep sleep falls on mortals, fear came upon me." And shuddering, that terrified me to the bone. Then a spirit passed before me, and the hair of my body stood on end. Remember, de- angels so, don't cause fear; demons nope. do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that fear, that being fear and terrified, that's yeah, demonic. So, yeah. So when you know you're you're work, you wake up terrified, sweating, and and, that wasn't and from couldn't God. speak. That's a that's an evil spirit, and you have to check yourself. Check yeah. your. Your state of grace. Yes. What have you been doing? Check what your, have you not been ga- doing? Check your gas tank. Check your gas your tank. Spiritual yes, gas spiritual tank. gas tank. Is it on full or is it like uh, uh, um, the 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 you're tank em- is empty? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're not, if you're, you're getting mortal, that blink of night. If you're in mortal sin, you're a target. Yep. Yeah. Right. So. So here's another question that's asked the Father Gabriel Amort. They ask him, and when someone has been subjected to a spell other than following a correct sacramental life. And getting exorcisms or prayers of liberation, what else can he do? He says, heartfelt forgiveness toward the one who did this evil is a basic Mm. requirement. If there is no heartfelt forgiveness and one is subjected to exorcism, God does not liberate. At times, I am made to understand that the exorcisms on a particular person are not having any effect. And I ask this person... Have you forgiven the one who did this evil to you? And they said, no. And and then enough with the exorcism. One must at least make an effort to pardon the one who has done evil to us. Yeah, we, so we have to yeah. make a, 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 
you contrition, know, some effort. Contrition. Yes, absolutely. Compunction. Contrition. I'm sorry, Lord. Yeah, I'm sorry. We know of a, of a case of a young woman uh, mm -hmm. back in California who was possessed. She hated her ex-boyfriend, uh, and, uh, and, and she was liberated, not by being prayed over. She was liberated through the sacrament of confession and begging our Lord in the blessed sacrament for five hours prostrate to liberate her of demonic possession. And she's been fully liberated. Uh, she's a school teacher now and she's back. I think she's married. I think she's back living a complete normal life, but she was demonically possessed and she was liberated through the sacrament of confession and adoration. And she forgave her. Yeah, that was a big that thing. That was a big thing. You, yeah. you know, we told Jesse, I'm going to have to, Jesse told her, you got to, you're not going to get healed if Never. you don't forgive. Never. So, um, I think she realized this and, um, yeah, she, Father Morth talks about she forgiveness. She took action. She yeah. took action. And, and she liberated. Yes, yeah, she was liberated. Very liberated. Yeah. You see, we see her at Mass on Sundays when we go out there to California, the mm -hmm. parish, St. Didicus. Yeah. But what does Father Morthy also talks about forgiveness? He also yeah, says. Yeah, he says, forgiveness also occurs through the action of the Holy Spirit. That is through the love of God who alone can cure hearts. Therefore, one should invoke the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we yep. do. We do a prayer to the Holy Spirit yeah. every morning. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's, it comes from I think Saint Augustine. Oh, Holy Spirit, beloved of my soul, I adore, adore you. Enlighten me, me, guide me, strengthen me, console me. Tell me what I should do. Give me your orders. I promise to submit myself to all that you desire of me and to accept all that you permit to happen to me. Let me only know your will. It's morning. But it, yes, there, there's different prayers of the Holy prayer. Spirit. There's different yeah. prayers of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, pick that's one. The one we, pick that one and start doing it. Yes. Here's that one. It's another one. Come, Holy Spirit, by the powerful intercession of the, blows, uh, uh, of, the of, of, of the Blessed Virgin Mary, your most chaste spouse. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right, we'll be back. Continue talking about uh, Father Amorth. Uh, yep. Some, Stay with us. Yeah. We are back, Jesus 911 with Justin Anita. Thank you for staying with us, family. Absolutely. Yes. We're, there's an article here from Father, uh, the, taken from Father Gabriel Morth's latest book. I'm mm -hmm. sure it was released by some of the priests in his order. They probably got his notes together, mm -hmm. and they uh, they they, uh, they did the church a service because they put out another great book from Father Morth. Mm -hmm. But uh, here's another question they ask him: You often speak of the importance of consecrating oneself to Our Lady, the Virgin Mary. Do you renew your consecration in your daily prayer? So that's the question they asked Father Morth. Uh -huh. And he says, yes, I do it daily. It is not an obligation. The important thing is to put one's life and all one's actions under the protective mantle of the Virgin Mary, entrusting oneself to her, trusting in what the Lord sends us. She said, let it be done unto me according to your word. So yeah, we we need to do consecration. To, we we do that every morning. Yeah, we have, there's a prayer we pray. Yeah, it's in my book. Uh -huh. uh, Lord, prepare my hands for battle. We uh, we consecrate ourselves every morning to Our Lady. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. Yeah, my queen, queen my, my mother, mother, I give, give myself, myself entirely, entirely to you. And to show my devotion to you. I consecrate to you this day my eyes, my ears, my mouth, my heart, my whole being without reserve. Wherefore, most loving mothers, I'm your own. Keep me, defend me as your property and possession. Amen. And then in the yes. evening. We'll, we pray together 
we consecrate our house to Our Lady at night. Yes. That's a prayer that's in my book as well, in the evening mm-hmm. prayers. It's a consecration to Our Lady. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have it memorized either. I don't have it memorized yeah. that one. <laughs> but Anita, what, what is it that St. Louis de Montfort says about consecration? Yeah, what he says, uh, uh, St. Louis de Montfort teaches... Who, Mariologist, by yeah, the way, Mariologist, the greatest Mariologist. Yeah. That which, whatever you consecrate to Our Lady is untouchable to a demon. That's a so, good promise. there you go. In the morning... Consecrate yourself to Mary. And we can sing the song after, right, from MC Hammer, Can't Touch This. Can't Touch This. Can't Touch This, yeah. And then at night when we consecrate our house to Mary, yes. MC Hammer, Can't yep. Touch This Just, House. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay, we'll be a little bit silly here, yeah, but hey, yeah, yeah. it's Friday, Friday fun. Come yeah. on now, give us a break. All right, so... What other questions do they ask Father? Okay, there's a question they ask him. The, one of this, the other question is, could you say something about the use of sacramentals and exorcisms? I'm referring to water, oil, and blessed salt. Father says this, quote, Some sacramentals, such as the imposition of hands and blessed oil and salt, have always been used during exorcisms, unlike blessed water, which entered into use more recently. It is important to emphasize that these three sacramentals act, act like all sacramentals, according to the power of faith. And they're not mm-hmm. superstition. Yeah, yeah, right. Whereas the sacraments act ipso facto. Mm. In other words, the sacraments, mm. act, they, they drive their power from Christ directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, sacramentals are efficacious solely if used for and with faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sacraments are effective, period, because they, 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 were, they were given to us by Christ. And so whether you believe it or not, uh, the Eucharist becomes Jesus at the consecration, whether you believe it or not, ipso facto. For this reason, it is important that the faithful know how to use sacramentals correctly. It makes no sense to keep large quantities of blessed water, blessed salt, and blessed oil if one does not have faith. Mm-hmm. Each sacramental has its own characteristics. The prayer in Latin clarifies their meaning. These three sacramentals are used to liberate us from the influence of the demon. The blessed salt, for example, gives special protection to places. Father Candido, who was Father Amorth's instructor, mm-hmm. recommended putting a little bit of blessed salt in a room that is considered infested. What about okay. blessed oil? The blessed oil, it has the power to cure ills and chase demons. During an exorcism, I use the first ritual, which includes the possibility of anointing the possessed with oil. I anoint the five senses, the forehead, eyes, nostrils, throat, mouth, and ears, tracing on the possessed the sign of the cross. I repeat, a gesture must be done with faith in order to be effective. Two Russian saints, whose names I do not recall, chased demons by anointing the afflicted with the blessed oil. They were not exorcists. They did not use a ritual, but they were saints. They prayed and they chased the demons. There's another example. Yeah, for example, St. Father Pio, what did he do? He's an ex- he's, he wasn't an exorcist, but he was known to drive out demons through his prayers and supplication yeah. of supplication. So, yeah. So, and uh, you'll find that uh, you'll mm-hmm. find, for example, father Ripperger told mm-hmm. me, he goes, uh, I know priests around the country. They're just, they're very holy. They're mm-hmm. not exorcists. They're not, they don't have the mandate, but they're very holy and pious. And just with their confessions, he says, and I know, and I know who they are. Mm-hmm. He says, demons are, uh, leave the bodies of people. People liberate by going to confession mm-hmm. to some of these priests around the country. So again, if Father... Those are the ones that live up to their priesthood as yeah. far as their, you know, their vows. Yeah. Bec- they got to be living clean lives. Clean lives. Yeah. Clean lives. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So the the point is, I think that he's making is that, uh, mm-hmm. well, we'll talk a little bit about blessed water now. He's, yeah. bless, Father Morth says this about blessed water. Go ahead. Um, is used for blessing places and persons. One can also drink blessed water, but with faith. There it is. Taking little sips. Some of the principal effects are liberation from the snares of the evil one and protection from him. Also, for us exorcists, it is worth recalling Christ's announcement, quote, those who believe in my name, they will cast out demons, end quote. Consequently, if a priest has the authority to do exorcisms and to act in the name of the, of the church, it is because he has faith. When I find myself administering an exorcism, as Father Gabriel Marth, I always ask the Holy Spirit to come to my aid. Without him, my intervention would be fruitless. What I gathered from his yeah. answer there mm-hmm. yeah. is the point is that we must use sacramentals as lay Catholics yes. with faith. With faith. Not superstitiously. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't wear it as costume jewelry because it looks cool. You know, don't be like a fake Catholic. Uh, yep. It's like some people in the White House no, that wear, yep. wear the rosary around their necks. Neck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't be a fake Catholic. Uh, and, and, by, and by the way, you can wear a rosary around your neck. I know sometimes people have asked me, they've asked me, just a lot of Mexican gangbangers wear rosaries around their neck and guys in prison and county jail wear rosaries. And that's true. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. That's true. And it looks bad because we know that a lot of them wear it superstitiously. Yes. Okay. Or it looks cool. But years ago, I, I researched this in St. Louis de Montfort's book, uh, True Devotion to Mary. In there, mm-hmm. he says he recommends that people wear a rosary around their neck. He recommends it, the greatest Mariologist in 2000 mm-hmm. years. Of course, he recommends it to wear it like Father Moore says. With faith. With because, faith, yes. Yeah, because you yeah. believe. You believe yes. in the mysteries of Christ because yeah. that's what the rosary is. Yeah. You're focusing on the mysteries of Christ. Yeah. And of course, the love for Our Lady, yeah. His Mother. Yeah, so the rosary is Christ-centered. Yes. But it's like... Uh, the, 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 the word rosary... It's Christ-centered because you're, you're, you're meditating on the life of Christ. Right. But the word rosary also comes from the word rosarium, which means the bouquet of rosaries. We're offering uh, Jesus' mother roses. Roses. We're offering yes. her roses. Can you imagine how happy the Lord is when you give his mother a bouquet of roses, roses. and then she takes those roses to her son mm-hmm. and she says, look at what they gave me. And remember, mm-hmm. theologically, Jesus is at the center of heaven on a throne with a crown. Mm-hmm. And who's at his right on, a, on another throne, a little smaller, the with a little smaller. Yeah, Mary. Mary, the Gibera. And when you give the Queen Mother roses, she says, oh, look what they gave me. You know how happy the king of the sea, us doing that to her mother? Mm-hmm. It's just unspeakable. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I just got caught up in yeah, this. Got- <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So they asked Father Amor, have you ever been subjected to a joke on the part of the devil? What does he say? He says this. I recall an episode. Once, after much time exercising a person, the demon began mocking me. He said he would abandon the person on December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. That day, for the first and only time, helped by Father uh, uh, Giagabi. I did an exorcism for five and a half hours. At the end, the possessed seemed to be liberated. There were tears, embraces, and immense satisfaction. I recall going to my confer- confreres and saying, 
quote, we liberated a person from the devil, end quote. But after a week, we were back where we were before the exorcism. <laughs> Servant of God, Father Candido, going through the process of can- he's going through the process of canonization. Right, and that was, that was Father Morth instructor. Yeah, what is he? He's a blessed S- a servant of God. Servant of, servant God, of God, God, right God, now. Yeah. Said can- Father Candido said to Father D- Gabriel Morth, "It is useless to do long exorcism. It does not serve any purpose." Hmm. I asked the demon why he did not go away on that day. He responded, quote, don't you know that I'm a liar? I can assume you can assure. I can assure you that I felt humiliated by that demon. Hmm. <laughs> and if you don't think that demons lie or are psychologically much more intelligent than any human being, then you need to watch the movie Nefarious. Yep. Yeah, that's the moving. Hey, we probably got about one more minute. Here's a question from the audience that's asked oftentimes. Yes, Anita, they ask, uh, what, "What's the question?" The that question they ask? they ask: Can a Protestant pray the Exilium Christianorum prayers just by natural law? That's a very good question. Yeah, a Protestant should not be saying those prayers. No, those prayers are written for a Catholic yes. in a state of grace. Yes. Read the requirements link on the auxilianchristianorum.org. Just read the requirements. Yes. Most Protestants live in mortal sin by the mere fact that sanctifying grace is not available to them through their through their bapti- uh, through their baptism. Or, or, or that's the only thing. They only receive baptism. baptism. So they got right. sanctifying grace at baptism, that's but that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. So they don't partake of any other sacraments to maintain your state of grace. Right. Because and what tr- are the, the sacraments? Yes. First Holy Communion. Confession, Confession. Confirmation. That helps you maintain your state of grace. Yes. So if a Protestant is praying, starts praying these prayers, they're going to be subject to diabolic retaliation. Yes. When I was an, an L.A. deputy sheriff, I heard judges tell defendants many times in the courtroom, they would say... Young man, ignorance of the law is no excuse. You're guilty of the crimes before you, close quote. Well, <laughs> ignorance of spiritual law, it, it's, not, it's not an excuse because yeah. demons are lawyers from hell. They will retaliate against you if you violate a spiritual law. So if you're praying these prayers in mortal mm-hmm. sin, that's yeah. a violation of spiritual law. Yes. They don't care if you're ignorant of the spiritual laws. Are you in mortal sin? Are you doing these prayers of, of deliverance? We're going to attack you. Yeah. Remember Edward Brady, the serial killer, the actor in the movie Nefarious? He said, demons are the most rational beings in the universe. Wow. Wow. That's a wrap. Yeah. You got to see that movie. Yes. Jesus 911. Happy Holy Mother's Day to all you mothers yes. out there. Yes. And we pray for the repulsal of the souls of all our mothers that have gone through the eternal rest. Amen. Yes, Love yes. you, family. Yeah. God bless you. Happy well, Mother's Day. We'll see you next week. Up next, the big guy, Gary Machuda, hands-on apologetics. And as for us, we are out. Yep. We're on our, on our way to my Wyoming. Wyoming. Casper, Wyoming. Doing some power preaching with Demolition Theology. The, yes. If you're there, come join us. What city? Casper, Wyoming. Casper, Wyoming. God bless you. See you next time. Love you. <laughs>